Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now looking not that bad, a little cooler than we have been all throughout the summer, though. Cloudy, 63 in Buffalo. Kind of perfect weather to go back to school with. Definitely feels like fall. It is back to school for most districts across western New York today. WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us it's also a return to normal. It's genuinely exciting. Cleveland Hill School Superintendent John McSwan. Watching kids engaging one another, being kids, is uh, fulfilling and exciting to watch. Niagara Falls School Superintendent Mark Laurie says students are thrilled to be back in person. They like to be in a routine. They like to be able to socialize. I, I, I know that that's a common statement. Oh, we got to go to school, we got to go to school. But deep down, that's where they want to be. They want to be with their friends. They want to be in a place where they feel safe. West Seneca School Superintendent Matt Bystrack says teachers are happy to not have to deal with COVID restrictions. Some of the uh, comments were didn't realize just how you know challenging it was until now we're, you know, we're starting off the school year right now and realizing that we don't have to uh, you know, abide by some of those, you know, very, you know, restrictive uh, constraints anymore. So people are very excited about that. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Exciting day for a lot of kids around western New York. Meanwhile, down in Uvalde, Texas, back-to-school jitters not describing the anxiety they're facing there when classes get underway today. In the 105 days since a teenage gunman murdered 21 people in a now-closed elementary school, education officials here in Uvalde have worked to secure the district's remaining campuses. But if Irene Santos had school-aged kids... I would make sure they stay home. The job of installing eight-foot fencing around the schools is still going on, and Santos says... Not until the campuses are secure and safe should anyone, not even the teachers, be allowed to come back. The district is offering a virtual option to families that feel the way she does. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Uvalde, Texas. All right, we'll be checking in with Jim Ryan in Uvalde about an hour from now here on WBEN. Well, we are just a few days away from kickoff. The Bills open their season against the defending Super Bowl champion Rams Thursday night. Linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, ready to get things going. Yeah, man, we feel good. Uh, you know, we don't play tomorrow, though, so, you know, still a lot of things we got to get done, uh, you know, just mentally. You know, a lot of preparation still goes into it, man. Still got a couple of days to fine-tune some things, and, you know, we got another opportunity to come out and practice tomorrow and get better. But uh, I definitely can say, man, there's a lot of excitement, um, but you got to kind of keep that under control, man, because it's going to be obviously a big moment. Um, it's going to be a great game, and, uh, you know, we're preparing well for it. It's here. And how ready is the team? Both wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie, safety Jordan Poyer, and defensive tackle Tim Settle were all practicing in full yesterday. Good news uh, for some of the knocked uh, around Bills who have been missing a little bit of time lately. Excited for this game. But (laughs) me and Joe were just talking before we uh, went on the air here. I don't. What's your feeling? Thursday night football. It's, you know, it's exciting, but. I'm nervous. I'd rather it be on Sunday afternoon. Oh, just for, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I would. Personally, at speaking. Sunday at one, I, I would 
totally trade that for. I'm just I was just going through my head last night, like, okay, they're gonna do like a bunch of pregame ceremonies for the Super Bowl champions right. and you have this whole thing. And then we heard Ozzy Oz there, there's right. a halftime show. And I'm thinking like I, I, we're going to be on the air here. It's going to be just winding down the you know final thirteen <laughs> seconds. Um, but I don't know. I'm uh, I'm excited, but at the same time, I feel like they're. I don't know. Might have been maybe it's just around our early riser circles where uh, there's always this little. Eh, you know, could have been Sunday at one. You love the attention, right? You love that everyone's been talking Bills Rams for the last you know two weeks, three months since it's been announced. Uh, however, now it's the week of. I know it. And, you know, the real, it's it, it's the reality sitting in that Friday, we're going to be very, it's going to be like, gonna be a rough show. it's going to be like the Monday after the Sunday night game went till 1230 because of the yeah. lightning delay. Um, You know, just to put that out there, don't. Friday. I'm <laughs> no sorry. No expectations. Pre-apology. Um, <laughs> other sports news, Jessica Pagula advancing at the U.S. Open. Pagula is the top-ranked American woman. She's in the quarterfinals now. Further, she's gone in that tournament after defeating Petra Kvitova on Monday. She's another good tennis player, that Petra. It's the third appearance in a major quarterfinal for the 28-year-old Pagula this year. She faces the number one seed later on today, so something to watch for. And starting at around 7 this morning, some local Starbucks workers at 20 different Buffalo area stores are expected to be out picketing. Starbucks Workers United says that the picket is due to union leaders being fired from their positions. Gas prices continued to drop in the area. The average price in the Buffalo area today, 4.08 a gallon, down 9 cents in the past week. A year ago, though, the average 323, not quite there yet. A certain type of crime on the rise has law enforcement sending out a warning. WBEN's Brayton Wilson is here with that. With more than three months remaining on the 2022 calendar, Erie County has already seen a rapid rise in the number of car thefts this year. This year, we're beyond an uptick. I would say we're skyrocketing and this trend of stolen vehicles, thefts from vehicles. But I got to say, it's nearly all these are preventable. That's Erie County Sheriff John Garcia. It was only a couple of weeks ago when the Erie County Sheriff's Office recorded the 100th stolen vehicle of the year. And while these crimes can vary in rates throughout different municipalities of the county, Sheriff Garcia says the thefts have been pretty widespread and have been a problem for other chiefs of police in the area, including the city of Buffalo. It doesn't matter whether you're in a residential area or you're out and about in a commercial area. And it also doesn't matter whether it's in the middle of a hot summer day or during the coldest days of winter. Sheriff Garcia says car thieves are always looking to take advantage of a situation. These thieves are targeting soft targets, meaning they're looking inside, they're checking the car door. If it's open, they're opening it, they're checking for contents. If they hit the jackpot and see the uh, car key in there, they'll take the vehicle. You know, sometimes they'll take cash, they'll take credit cards, whatever they could get their hands on. And again, it's a crime of opportunity. More from the Erie County Sheriff on car theft awareness is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you. Something to watch out for. Hey, way out west, Californians under the threat of rolling blackouts because so much AC is running due to the continued extreme heat. A heat wave 
lasted almost a week. Excessive heat warnings have now been extended through at least Thursday night. In this oppressive heat, 110 degrees and higher, it slaps you in the face when you walk outside. It's so hot. It's like unbelievable, this heat wave in September. 100 plus degree temperatures in much of California since last Thursday. Jared Jordan is visiting L.A. from New Jersey. I've never felt a heat wave like this. In Jersey, like, by September, it's cool. We're getting ready for fall, drinking pumpkin spice. Here, though, it's a hot pumpkin spice. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Hot pumpkin spice. But you know what? For Bills fans heading to L.A. this week, and they're likely heading today, maybe even over the weekend they were heading there to enjoy a few days before the game. They're sweltering. Going to be a hot one. Yeah. For In fact, sure. the, the excessive heat warning lasts until Thursday night at 8 p.m. their just, time. Just <laughs> right during kickoff. the game. Uh, right there. Um, the, uh, you know, you can't water your lawn. Right. And this is the same uh, late last week. They were telling it, it was right after they had passed the bill. No more new gas-powered vehicles. Everything has to be electronic or a plug-in hybrid starting in 2035. And like the day later, they said you might have to cut back on charging your electric vehicle because oh <laughs> the grid is going to be overpowered. Um, not the best timing in the world. Not at all. For those two things. But uh, hey, watch out uh, if you're headed out that way. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly cloudy skies, a little drizzling fog today with temperatures in the low 70s. For tonight, a couple of showers around, overnight lows in the upper 50s. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, some spotty showers, low 70s. Partly sunny on Thursday with highs in the upper 70s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Mankowski. Joining us on the line on this Back to School Tuesday is Brian Del Porto, Security Chief at Niagara Falls City Schools. Uh, Brian, it's Back to School and for so many uh, kids, uh, back to normal. But there's also been this security concern ever since the tragedy in Uvalde, since some of the events around the country. And it has a lot of parents wondering what exactly that back to normal is going to look like when it comes to security in schools. When kids are walking through school today up in Niagara Falls, what are they going to notice different, if anything, in terms of security? Well, good morning. First of all, I can tell you what you're going to see in in mostly every place is is just a higher um, higher sense of awareness. Um, You're going to see, I I believe, especially certainly in Niagara Falls, you're going to see um, increased police presence both inside of the inside and outside of the school, um, just to set the tone and make people feel comfortable that it is a safe environment. Um, Most districts have went to some type of security staff or increased security staff. So I know um, in Niagara Falls, you'll see uh, definitely an increased presence of security officers and then the technology base um, systems uh, that are either being installed or have been installed in the system. So it'll it'll look a lot different um, coming into schools. I know in Niagara Falls, it's very similar to going into a stadium or uh, any type of sporting event or maybe even an airport. Now you'll pass through a weapons detection system. Um, teachers um, have went through trainings during uh, the summer um, to just be more alert and more uh, aware of, of things that could happen. But I certainly definitely think you'll see increased security and an increased presence around and inside of the schools. You know, Brian, do you try to find a balance, you know, beefing up security without alarming people? 
You do certainly. Um, you know, you want the, you know, especially the the students, but also the staff. You want people to feel comfortable. But I do think a big component to them feeling comfortable is their security, and especially when we have an unfortunate event like Uvalde. Um, you know, people are concerned, legitimately concerned, and I think it's up to folks like like me that hold these types of jobs to make them feel comfortable. So um, it's definitely a balancing act and you don't want to turn a school into, um, you know, uh, just a facility where you can't move without being checked, but certainly you want people to feel safe. You want the students to feel safe. And even at the end of last year, when um, most schools increased uh, security presence and police presence. Um, from my aspect, I heard nothing but positive comments. Um, you know, a few negative ones, but mostly positive. You know, I guess part of that balancing act is probably like not too much changes year after year, right? You know, one year to the next, there's probably not going to be some significant change that everybody notices right away. But, you know, I'm wondering if you would go back to your time as police chief in Niagara Falls. And uh, certainly you would have been in the schools. Maybe compare this to 10 or 15 years ago. How different is school from a security standpoint to back then? Oh, it, it's it's definitely different. And I think uh, we, we in Niagara Falls and a lot of districts did have uh, school resource officers. But since then, I think you see most schools have some type of school resource officers. Um, one of the bigger changes I, that I think has evolved is really the relationships between the school districts and the police departments. Um, in my opinion, they've always worked hand in hand, but um, with you know recent events and security concerns, I think most school districts are tied right into the police departments, um, where police departments are starting to um, really take notice and be involved in the security plan of the school, um, walkthroughs, drills. Um, you know, those are things that that happen regularly now that uh, maybe happened in some districts, but not not so frequently or regularly. Um, things are more tied in, and uh, in Niagara. County and Erie County, we're very lucky that we have uh, state crime analysis centers uh, that I know I'm in constant contact with, um, you know, should anything happen in the community that may come into the school district, we're, you know, we're in contact with a crime analysis center. So we have um, crime analysts working on, you know, threats that may occur or incidents that may happen. So I think that's really one of the biggest differences is, is um, having the police departments tied directly into the districts. Brian, I'm wondering how much access do parents have to school buildings. Has that changed this year? It, it has. It changed towards the end of the year, at least in Niagara Falls. Very, very limited access unless it's a, a you know some type of open house event. Um, but really, um, the, you know, in my opinion, I think most security experts' opinion, really the, the, the key to success hinges upon entry into the school. So really, if someone doesn't have business inside of the school, some type of appointment to get into the school, um, we try to really, really limit the the access to the school. Um, and we try to do things other ways, um, make appointments, escort folks through the building, just so we know who's in and out of our buildings. Uh, of course, you want to welcome parents and you want to, you, you want to make them uh, welcome in a district where their child's going to school, but really limiting the amount of people coming through the front door really is the first layer of security. 
Does that mean that there's some separation now, you know, on the school side of things when you have events where parents are, are taking part of it, that that's maybe now separate from the actual school day? Um, you know, it may have been in the past, sorry, career day, everyone's parents come in, you know, during the middle of the school day and that's fine. You know, maybe something like that or some of these other events where parents are involved takes place at a different time. Yeah, I mean, I can give you a good example, just dropping off something for a student. If you're, uh, you know, if a child forgot their their binder or their lunch and, and parents come and drop it off, we have the parents drop it off at the front door where there's a security officer. We, we obviously tag it for that student, and then the student comes and gets it. So the, the, the person from the outside, be it a parent, a relative, a friend that's dropping that item off for the student, they don't make their way into the actual school building. They're not pretty close to the, the front entrance of the door, and, and access is really limited inside of the school. Um, as far as you know, different events, yeah, we try to make those after school um, to lessen, lessen the chances of anything happening. And again, we've really increased our security staff, and when we have events like that, um, you know, we usually have a police presence, be it our SROs or some type of um, officer working for the school district on their own. You know, what about uh, recess? Do kids still have recess or has that been limited too? Um, you know, it, they they do, and that we have playgrounds at, at at the high or the schools, and kids go outside. But what we've looked at the schools that don't have them is really securing those playgrounds where only the students and teachers are in the area, be it fences or security. I know in Niagara Falls, we have a state-of-the-art camera system that's monitored by um, security officers. So um, really no stone is left unturned when you when it comes to things like this. Um, and I know anything that's not secure, we're looking at securing it, whether it's fences or cameras or additional staff. Well, Brian, we appreciate the time this morning, and good luck in the new school year. Thank you, and uh, good morning to you. All right. Now, Brian Del Porto, Chief of Security now at Niagara Falls City Schools. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.